And welcome back <laughs> to a filthy talk. Thank you for joining us. If it's your first time, please like, subscribe, ring the bell, and uh, join us live every Friday. We are live right now from a filthy lot studios in North Vancouver. Yeah, we are. Uh, and this is a filthy talk. I'm Trevor Gemma. To my right, we have Christopher Livingston. Cheers, hello. The return again, you just keep I'm returning. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. here, I'm not here. Don't you I'm have here. a I'm not here. <laughs> uh, to his right, we have again, Roz Young joining us. And for the first time, to my left, hey. Chuck! Thank you. Yes, no, thank this you. is super exciting for me tonight. And I like, thank you very much, Trevor, uh, Chris, Roz, this is amazing. I'm super happy to be here. Uh, I've been waiting a long time, yeah. like uh, 13 episodes, I think it's. Yeah, yeah sorry, um, man. <laughs> uh, the one thing that we've always been talking about, especially like in our little meetings and stuff, um, as guests come, what we should do is help populate your walls a little bit. Mm. So, it's a novel idea. Before the events of the world okay. happened, right, uh, we were getting ready, us and a few others here at the at Filthy Lot, we were going to go do a school trip. Yay! Oh, but yeah. World event and all that got canceled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what we were going to do, we Emerald were going to actually go to yeah. Emerald City. Damn yes, it. we were. And we had talked to a bunch of people. We are getting ready to do some interviews. Like, it was going to be an exciting time. It was going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the companies that Noor and I talked to was uh, Funco, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, come on down. So we're like, okay, so we'll get Trevor or Chris or like, we'll, uh, like okay, we'll follow them. We'll drag them over there. We'll do Funko and all that. And then, uh, and I know people collect Funko, but I haven't, right? Yeah. So after that phone call that we had, I was like, Okay, I gotta go get a Funko. Like, fuck, I don't even have one in my collection. I'm a three and three quarter vintage guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to say thank you to you, and especially with um, being in October, because what is it, the first today or second? Second. 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 Okay. Uh, because it is now Halloween and stuff. I was like, okay, so I'm gonna be one of your first guests. And uh, I'm gonna give you the Funko that I picked up. Definitely, it's a. Uh, Little bit shelf worn, oh, but it is oh uh, my God. Chucky, right? Uh, and uh, oh, Chucky, get it, rip it out of the box. <laughs> but because of Halloween, because of October, yeah, yeah. So, oh, hell yeah. Uh, it's definitely. You rip it out of the box. That's amazing. That's going on the shelf. Oh, well, yeah, sure. it's going on the shelf. Do thank that right you so now. much. Well, thank you, Chuck. So, That's awesome. You. Yeah, thank buddy. You. Oh, All my right. God. That's the first hand I've shook. In months. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 occasionally, oh, sorry. I occasionally shake my own hand in the mirror just so I can remember how to just do to it. Just to remember. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm still good. Uh, so we do, we do affectionately call him Chuck. Uh, Charles Kutka? Kutki. Kutki. Yeah. Fuck me. Okay, uh, so uh, thank you for joining us. And Matt Baker has returned uh, as fact checker and Woo! chat liaison. Um, and to, I'm just going to put this thing on the shelf, but uh, to kick things off, as we always do. Yeah. Yes. What are we drinking? Oh, uh, today we got the Steamworks Pumpkin Ale. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think we're actually all open over here. Oh, okay. But, so, uh, uh, oh, you're good. Much. Okay, Roz, um, but you wanna... And, we, and we'll, we'll start down the off. line here as usual. So, Roz, what do we got? It's <laughs> spicy, right? Mm. It is, it's like, I feel like it's spicier in smell than it is in... Oh, you can taste a little bit. If it's got some, some notes of those uh, <laughs> flavors of... 
allspice, cinnamon, <laughs> the kinds of things you'd associate with a pumpkin pie. It's all in there. Oh, yeah. Nice. It is quite uh, nice. Yeah, it's really, it's, and it's a little bit sweet, so it does have a bit of a beer plus pie, yeah. which... Beer I mean, plus pie. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely getting to that time of year now where we're getting into some of those, those like, uh, you know, the, the hops were picked probably mm. last month. We're going to start getting a lot of new and interesting, really oh, fresh baby. ales and... I, I really enjoy the spicier sort of brews that come along when you get into the fall and the winter and stuff the like that. The spicy on so. purpose brew. Yes, yeah. yes, on purpose <laughs> brew. But yeah, so I, I quite like this one. I've had Steamworks Pumpkin Ale uh, for years now, and this is uh, quite tasty. It's a good fallback. Oh, this one, okay, so I, I love pumpkin beer. I love the fall, I love October. It's the only pumpkin spice flavor thing I like, oh, period. Um, uh, there's other things I like. I've got a, a pumpkin spice RX bar that is amazing. But this this beer, I, I've had the Steamworks pumpkin before. I also find that the pumpkin beers tend to change every year because it's something they only brew once a year. Yep. Um, my sense. favorite is the How Sound over there, over there. <laughs> the How Sound uh, pumpkin eater. But uh, we'll have that on a future episode. Um, this one I'm finding. Well-balanced ale. This tastes more like traditional beer. The pumpkin is far more subtle. Yeah. And um, I, I like I like a little pumpkin hear punch. Somebody say, not enough pumpkin. This is this <laughs> for me. Not enough pumpkin. Sure. Well, to be honest, this is the first time I've ever had this, and I know it is one of your favorites. So today was my first sip of this ever, oh. and this is like a pumpkin pie to me. Oh, really? Really? This yeah. would be amazing during Thanksgiving. This is fun. Yeah. Oh. I'm having a good time. Oh, sweet. This is a party and a good Has nothing, well, nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with the shots from earlier, though. I'm going to get you some of this. This is literally yeah, the first time I've ever had this. This, See, I, awesome. I this, find this, this one's be good, a, but you've got to have the house out. Yeah, I find this to be a good level of spice. I, anything, like, I can't do the pumpkin spice lattes or any of this stuff. They're all oh. way too sugary, way too... <laughs> I just can't do it. The flavor kills me. It's too much. I'm done with it. Over the pumpkin what? spice. But, <laughs> but I, I, I like... I, 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 find that, I find this to be a nice sort of light balance. And I, I, I think there are some pumpkin cocktails and pumpkin spice cocktails that yeah. we can Ooh, try that would be fun. for October that might change your mind. I would totally I'm get I'm down to try anything. Yeah. I'll try anything. I'm I've got, there was, I've, they started making the pumpkin rum, and there's a pumpkin rum that's actually quite good. It's a little too pumpkin sweet, rum. but I dig it. Yeah. Who makes good. it? You're the fact checker. I don't remember. Who has Google? Look at a pumpkin rum. It might be Captain Morgan, but oh, no. I'm not sure, which is not my favorite. It does not instill faith. I don't like Captain Morgan because it's a little too sweet, and, and, and but you're when you're adding checker. in the pumpkin, it's kind of okay. But sometimes, I mean, you're, you're usually in a cocktail with a spirit base like that, you're also adding a little yes. bit of you know, a simple syrup or something. So yeah. yeah. If you find the right balance, it might not be a big deal because the sugar is already there. So That's you just true. have to balance what you're mixing with the sour. Hell yeah. yeah. Matt, you're also drinking uh, this here Steamworks pumpkin ale. Yonder like yonder pumpkin brew. I like it. I, I agree with you. I think it could use a little more pumpkin spice because, yeah. yeah, you can smell it on the nose, but it just, it tastes honestly a lot like Big Rock so Trad. Fun. 
Um, like, it's just a very red ale. Yeah. Uh, which is good. I have no complaints. Um, but I just heard you I could use a there's not enough pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> she has one complaint. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a complaint, it's a suggestion. Or a critique. It <laughs> is a critique. Yeah. Uh, okay. A sexier so, version of the word critical. There's, yeah. There's something I'm excited for today before we get on to our main topic, which we'll get into, in, uh, uh, and I'll make this quick. But we have another first on the Filthy Talk, right. uh, and that is that we have giveaways for you at home, the audience. So we have, uh, I'm gonna go this one first. This is Ghost in the Shell, a 4K Blu-ray that we have courtesy of Lionsgate Home Entertainment and Jaws 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of Universal Pictures. So we're going to be doing our first giveaway and how we're going to conduct that is you need to comment on this video, not in the live chat. If you're watching live, thank you. And you can say it's unfair, but do that in the live chat. That's fine. Uh, but <laughs> after the video is live, and once it's living on YouTube, comment under the video on YouTube. And you have to go to our Facebook page of A Filthy Lot, like our Facebook page, and then share this episode, episode 14 of A Filthy Talk. And in two weeks, we will accumulate all of the people because we get a bunch of analytic data from Facebook and YouTube. We can see it happening. Uh, and we're gonna choose all the people who do it, draw it out of a hat. Well, actually, Trevor, yeah. can we add to that? Because it sure. is Halloween month, it's coming up. It's true. And I came across this one item. It's a little shelf worn, but it's still an amazing article from uh, the last 20 years. Uh, McFarland definitely put out their Movie Maniac series. Yeah. And oh. uh, a lot of them were either PG or R rated. And what we have is Leatherface, oh. uh, the oh. bloody version. So oh. if, oh, if, wow. if can we follow the same rules as Trevor? Yeah, like you have to uh, comment on the video. Yep. And before Halloween, you will decide the winner. How about this one we'll give away on our Halloween episode? So you have a little longer to qualify for this one. If you're seeing this after we're live, we'll give this one away on Devil's Night on October 30th. So, oh, yeah. 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 So uh, tune in on Devil's Night, which we're also going to be doing something interesting that night. Go ahead, Matt. A uh, question from the audience. Is Ghost in the Shell the original or the remake? Oh, good question. Um, that looks like the original. I mean... Wait, you is mean it, like the live anime action or, or the, anime? Scott, no, it's Scarlet the anime. Jones. No, no, it's the, the anime. anime. Yeah, it's the anime. All right. Yeah, it's the anime. <laughs> not the, not the live action there movie. There was so That's much not what we're doing here. <laughs> no, no, no. Right? No, no. This is the, That's a whole the other real topic, deal. Though. The real deal. There's a, there's a really funny video about that because everyone was up in arms about the fact that they uh, uh, cast Scarlett Johansson in the title role. And then there's a video that you can find on YouTube of them going to Japan and interviewing a ton of Japanese people and what they thought about ScarJo being the title character. And they were like, every one of them is like, she's perfect for it. And if you watch the movie and you know the storyline, it actually makes sense. That's another topic. That's a whole, uh, that's, a, that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go so, down right so now. So Chuck, this is awesome. Yeah, no, I'm going to put that toward your giveaway. So Sweet. Uh, be it uh, Halloween or whatever, your choice, man. But I want the people out there watching yeah. definitely to be We'll, we'll give this away Halloween, uh, the day before Halloween, so all Hallow's Eve, or I mean that's Halloween. Anyway, oh, Devil's Night, October 30th, on Filthy Talk. We'll pick someone to give away, same qualifications. Uh, comment on this video, and then like and share this video on Facebook, and your name will be entered in the draw. So yeah, this is fun. 
That took a while, though. So, I know. <laughs> um, but we're doing two and a half yeah. hours, aren't we? Didn't make yeah. it oh, yeah. at all. Yeah. Super easy. No, not complicated. Totally fine. No. <laughs> okay. So, on to what we're talking about today. Um, so, there's been something that we've been doing at work recently, uh, and and largely spearheaded by Chuck and Roz. Uh, and a few other people at the company, they've been putting together company games nights. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of what we, a lot of the people here are very passionate about tabletop gaming, but because of the pandemic, we're not really able to see our typical friends that we would maybe game with. And since we all work in the same bubble, we figured let's game together. So uh, we actually have a video of company game night because uh, we've been doing them recently. So. You'll be able to see that, and Get we're just going to keep talking over there it. There you go. And we're, we're going to see it for the first time well, ourselves. this is the first time I've so, seen yeah. that. Nice first time. Uh, so thank you, uh, Kevin Fung, for uh, who you, you've seen on a previous episode of Filthy Talk, and you'll see him again. But uh, he's, he shot some of our, uh, our games nights recently. And yeah, we've been having a ton of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all get quiet because it's like, what's we're just like, yeah, what's going on? It's the first time. This is exciting. No, yeah, it is, it is a what ton was happening during the during the game. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, that's when whatever. Well, and we've been <laughs> talking about it a little bit. Obviously, we have a big show already. Uh, you know, ready to roll is a big show we've been doing around here, which is a D and D based uh, show. Yep. And and so this is like. It, for me, this was a really exciting moment to get back into getting to That's play some D and D. He plays a character named Mr. Little Daddy. Mr. Little Daddy. Mr. Little Daddy. Mr. Little Daddy. Hilarious. Um, yeah, and so another development that's happened is you'll notice that uh, down in the base of our set right now yep. we have uh, uh, our new table, which is going to be featured in a show coming up. But regardless of that, um, this is going to be something we're going to be doing a lot of gaming on. And thank you, Chuck, for bringing in the, the yeah. dungeon you see in front of you. It's awesome. This thing is super, sure. super cool. Great. You want to speak to this a little bit? Uh, when, he, when Trevor actually asked me if, um, can you put a dungeon together or just, uh, you know, like once we're done, maybe yeah. we can like roll some dice for a few minutes. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll try and put something together. And if, uh, so I'm like, well, what should we do? So uh, one of the first editions of Advanced Dungeon Dragons, if you look at the cover, there's like this giant demon and you see the adventuring party climbing up there trying to pry out the, the ruby eyes and then all the lizardmen swarm. I'm like, that will be my inspiration. So yeah. I was yeah. able to find that idol that they actually climbed to steal the gem. So Sick. So I was like, well, okay, we're just going to expand it and make it our own world tonight. Because so, you've, you've got a huge collection of, of, of dungeon pieces at home. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't put that on my dating profile, but yes. <laughs> yes, I do. What? <laughs> I hey, hey, there, there it is in now. There it is in. That's true. That's there it is true. in. It's well, good. It which is crazy it. because, yeah, it, like, I'm a little older than some of the people that work here. And when I was growing up, to have a girl come join our group, it was like a unicorn. Yeah. And now, like, <laughs> the guys nowadays are have it way too easy. Yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's almost more girls playing tabletop games and RPGs true. than guys. Fastest right? growing market right now it's, in it, comics and all of this is, is, is women. Women, yeah. They have, they have joined us in the nerd. Finally. <laughs> finally. We have always been playing. I was say, I, I would assume they were always there. It was just for some reason it was like, it was quiet. There, I, well, I yeah. wonder if it was a, she, a secret shame on both sides. It probably. Right? Because we treated it as a shame. Yeah. 
was the thing. Like I, because I mean, I'm. Well, we wouldn't tell. Despite anybody, whatever, yeah. I don't think there's a big age <laughs> difference between us. But despite no, it, pretty close. I had the same stigma growing up. Yeah. It was like, like uh, that's why it took me so long to play D and D. Because I, I, that was too far for me. And now like, you regret I, it, don't you? I do. I do. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, do. Yeah, I do, actually. So much. I, I wish, wish I played, played D&D. when I was younger. I wish like, I committed oh. then and just been like, no, fuck it. I don't need to get laid. Let's just play some D&D. You know, because I didn't get right, laid anyway. So it, it would have been better. Scale. It was like, all right, so we're going to go out and actually meet women, or are we going to have yeah. amazing adventures? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have just been playing D&D, because I wasn't getting laid anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what we should have been doing is is saying, hey, do you want to come play a D&D game? Because that would have worked. Mm. Turns I think out. it would have worked. Turns out. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and they would have been like, I'll bring my dice. Yo. Well, yeah. and, you know, honestly, yeah. it's, you it's, it's, I have my own yours. dice. Like, I don't need to borrow. The crazy part about it is, like, <laughs> for me, one of the other turnoffs was a, a massive lack of understanding, yeah. which was the idea of like, wait, so there's no board, there's no like, I don't, where's, where's my visual reference? Like, yeah. what do I get? You know, it's all the imagination. Theater of the mind. But, and, and I was a theater student, a performer. It's right? huge in I can't of. believe I didn't make that leap because it is just like the, the ability to just let my imagination run wild and just find a character, dive in and do whatever I want. Yep. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. Oh, well, if the dice are on your side. Well, uh, <laughs> but I think through, especially That's through why you always have more than one D20, so that one's fucking yeah. out. <laughs> Roz actually has a little oh. black and white striped bag called Dice Jail. Oh, yeah, because uh, you, you, you there is. You need to put dice in jail when they're misbehaving. Yeah. You have to be like, you stink right now, and you're going to go away. And I'll you see you bet. when you want to behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if not, you get a fucking hammer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, there, there are some things to talk about tonight. We're having too much fun. Uh, so one thing I want you guys to both talk about, Roz oh, and hey. Chuck, is uh, so around this table, we do have some programming that's upcoming, and we're going to be using this space as well as other spaces. Uh, so, t like, Chuck, you have... Uh, uh, Tin Street Magic, if you want to tell people at home a little you bit about bet. that. Because um, since I've been here, and we've all been working, and we all play games, and it's amazing how many people out there fucking love games as much as we do. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've been, like, crunching in meetings. Like, like, I'm here until late every day, and we're trying to work out all the fine details. And then finally, we're actually starting to work out some of the games that we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And one of the games out there is uh, Magic the Gathering. It's been out since 1993, if you <laughs> yeah. don't know what it is. I was one of the original players. You, you were as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I sold them. It, I had to sell my Magic collection to actually pay, help pay for my first month rent in a fucking basement suite just up on Lonsdale. Oh. Oh. And now with uh, the pricing has gone skyrocketing, oh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh, so I gave those dual lands away oh, no. for fucking nothing. I traded my first collection for a Super Nintendo. <laughs> okay. That seemed more important. And there was a Black Lotus in there. There was, oh, no. there was stuff in there worth thousands of dollars. I don't I just... play Magic, but I oh. know what a Black Lotus card is. Oh yeah, no, I gave away, I just gave it away. That, that was, sucks. That was no. so I mean, at least you got an SNES, that's cool. Because um, I'm only like, I'm kind of aware of what you're planning for the game, but you yep. have a bunch of other people who play Magic the Gathering, and you guys are going to do one-on-one, -on -one, competition Well, no, style. no. Actually, there's a lot of different ways to play the game. Like, you can yeah. play standard, you can play modern, you can play historic, and all that stuff. But one of the systems that they play is uh, multiplayer. Everyone's getting together, and it's called Commander. So 
uh, a few months ago, I got everyone a commander deck. I just went out and just got everyone a commander deck. I'm like, okay, study these cards, just kind of flip through, read them and stuff. And when the time comes, we're not doing that. We're still going to play commander, but we're going to play the jankiest cards that almost have no combos. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be screaming. They're going to, the cards are going to cost way too much to actually play, to destroy your enemy. But I think... Sounds great. Yeah, I know. But that's, <laughs> but that's the part that we need to do. Because when you take a look, there's so many like OG gamers out there that have like amazing collections over the last 20 years. Some new players who get into the game just don't have that option to play against these OG guys yeah. or girls. And so I'm like, all right, we're going to make jank decks. <laughs> we're going to make jank decks, and we're going to show you that, you know what, some of, these, some of those cards that you throw in the box and you never look at again are actually going to win this game, and it's oh. going to be amazing. Okay. It's going to be I'm super fun. To that. Yeah. Uh, I'm new to Commander. I, I mean, you're going to love it. I stopped playing before there was newer versions of the well game, the so. best part of it it's all political yeah. like even if you have the shittiest cards you're almost guaranteed to at least come in second but if you team up with some of the people on the board like you know Roz is playing some pretty amazing cards this evening so why don't we team up for a couple of rounds we won't attack each other but we're gonna beat Roz down so all of a sudden now we have it in alliance <laughs> Okay. And that, that's how, like, that's and I, sweet. I'm just going to say right now, I'm very trustworthy. You should trust me, <laughs> trust me in those alliances. I, I, I will definitely. I never backstab. Oh, yeah, no, never. Uh, never. So another show that the, uh, uh, both Roz and Chuck have developed is uh, yes. working title uh, D&D Monster Challenge. Mm. You guys want to speak a little bit about that one? Yeah, I'll start, but Chuck, jump in. We have been playing D&D for a while. I mean, Chuck for even longer than I have, and we're both GMs, and we don't get to play as players very often, and there's a lot of players at the studio who are new, and some people have lots of experience, and everybody's kind of all over the board, but one of the things we constantly hear and feel ourselves is that sometimes you just don't get to fight those iconic D&D monsters, and you've never just either had the opportunity, or your party ran the other direction when they saw one, or something like that <laughs> happened, or, or you just had a conversation, but you really want to know what it's like to fight a beholder, or... Uh, an adult dragon or mind flare. Mind flare. Uh, <laughs> and we could actually Trask! Yeah. right? <laughs> and we could always uh, uh, like even dial it back to even like a, just a gelatinous cube. You know what, you know I, what I mean? The like, there is so many hundred iconic flumps creatures. at once. Gelatinous. Hundred flumps <laughs> <laughs> at once. Or like, or or something that would be really hilarious. Uh, can a team of bards do this thing? You exactly. know, and, I think and that's just, really interesting. Right? These yeah. these fun ideas that would be just. It's a micro shot, not like a one shot, but something even smaller than that. College where swords, baby. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's combat-centric, right? Combat-centric. All you do is enter a dungeon with some of Chuck's amazing miniatures. Mm -hmm. and well, terrain. everyone's going to be a murdering hobo for the evening. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Murder hobo! Okay, wait. And how is that different than our usual game nights? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's that we go in with that intent. Yeah. I am looking at I'm all of you guys. Unintentional murder hobo. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Again, no, somehow totally we always end up there. I don't know. But I think it'll be super fun. We'll, we'll design it. So I had the idea that we would do, um, we talked about it when we were talking about it, that we would do iconic monster challenges. And then talking about it with Chuck, we had the idea that we would just record the audio of one of us DMing and then a bunch of players uh, at the right encounter builder style level. So if we're fighting a Tarrasque or something, we'll, we'll design the challenge so that we had the number of players 
and the level of those players to make the encounter difficult but not lethal. So you're walking into it, should be possible, theoretically, team, you could do this. <laughs> the um, statistics are on your side. You should be able to kill these monsters. If, if you're dice. But are yeah. the dice. Yeah. <laughs> but then, Chucky's gonna shoot it entirely as a miniature set of visuals. Yeah. So all the people will be uh, represented by little minis that we'll either paint or create ourselves, because we have so many talented people here. Um, and we have lots of miniatures already in our inventory, but if we don't have one that matches really? your character, Make you'll ever make have it. enough minis? You can never have enough minis. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. cannot have enough I think when, we, when so, we first launched yeah, this place, it's gonna be so fun. I went out and with Trevor, we went out and bought Oh, way too many. A there is somewhere a chest filled with it's minis. It's here. No, no, we dragged oh, it out. That's what's that's on the board the right now. These, these are all uh, yeah. studio over. Oh, the main. Yeah, because yeah, Tim, yeah. Tim comes up to me and he's like, well, should I just grab your guys' minis to put on there? I'm like, well, do they have some minis? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's like a... There's he just wheels like out the giant chest. Big rolling yeah, toolbox. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you got this. And then yeah. we went back to work. Which, but, by yeah. the way, let's bring that to games night. Let's, yeah. let's, let's right? have yeah, that. I know. I, Instead of the, most of us DMs, are, we have so much of our own stuff that we're so excited to finally use because yeah. quarantine has just decimated in-person gaming. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> looking at the shelf, you're just... just where tears of rain are running down the window while you're staring at your it. miniatures. It just brings up it's so sad. Good memories. And everybody's been so excited. <laughs> you're just, like Chuck, bringing in all of your gameplay terrain and all of your dungeons. And most of us are bringing so much of our stuff in because we're yeah. so excited to play. But yeah, we have a huge inventory here. So we're going to yeah. shoot some crazy monster fights, maybe kill some monsters. Maybe. Or wipe. Or, or wipe. There. Also, yeah. we're, we're, we're a TPK. <laughs> a TPK would be super low impact on people's feelings. It's because it's just a fight. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you know, Could we do it? Yeah. Not us. That's the time to do it. And I then mean, shot with your, your amazing um, visuals that you guys as a team have shot a bunch of our miniature stuff, and that footage is so cool. <laughs> we, we learned a lot in that process, but we've, we've come to some really, really interesting ways of shooting miniatures. Yeah. So we, we have... I'm so, excited for that. Okay, we've only been talking about the table, but uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. We've got a bunch of tabletop gaming stuff coming. Uh, there also might be an additional Filthy Lot channel, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh, so let's move on from the programming we have coming <laughs> to okay, serious talk. gaming. Yes. Like straight up gaming, and I don't want to focus entirely on RPGs this time. I want to talk about like board games. Yeah. All right, Monopoly. It's legit. Like, no, I, we have to talk about Monopoly. Shannon! Shannon! Oh, yeah. Shannon. Okay, wait, that's not Monopoly. That is a whole <laughs> other thing. No, that is Monopoly. Okay, so one of our editors, Shannon, uh, uh, I won't, like, anyway, uh, she created a version of Monopoly that's amazing uh, that, well, that uses two boards. It's, it's a thing. No, it's intense. It uses two boards, and there's two different types of currency. You can burn down each other's houses. Yeah, it's, it's epic. <laughs> you have to pay income tax. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, life. Um, but the crazy thing about it, and I shared something uh, to, I believe, to Shannon and tagged her on our Slack channel, but it's, it's that Monopoly has made something similar. Like an official Monopoly game that's similar. No, yeah, way. they totally yeah. stole our idea. They totally did really? somehow. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's They're weird. Not really, but like they, they no, did it's make it's like a double board thing. and everything. I, I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I am blown away by I that. I think it's that yeah. several people have felt like you know what Monopoly is not complicated enough. <laughs> yeah. So let's just amp it up a notch. But Shannon's is like the Cones of Dunshire version of Monopoly. It is. <laughs> 
convoluted. She ran upstairs today so she could print the instructions for Chuck. Yep, I have them right here. I even heard her yell from her own office. <laughs> Actually, Why are there so many pages? Oh, yeah. It's a manual. It's a, a manual. manual. It's eight it's point, 40 pages, double-sided. Come on, there's almost no rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding, is, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I have yet to play it. I, I got to read the I really wanted to play it. I just didn't, it didn't work out. But I read the rules and I was just sitting there going like, Okay. I was playing it, and I, I think I broke an aspect of the game that she then had to redesign. You really? did? Yeah. Because, I'm, actually, I went in, because uh, we had to color time one of our little sketches, and uh, so I sat down and... Uh, we, don't just say little sketch. Little Shout sketches. out, happy hour. I know, oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty happy with it. That's if really you haven't cool. seen it, definitely click on it, please, and like, and... Uh, because uh, that will give me another one. No, but a great job, and but, it's doing really well. If you haven't seen Happy Hour, check it out. We just dropped it this week. But uh, I sat down with her, and uh, we're getting ready to color time it. And then we started talking about Eve Online, and then we moved on to her Monopoly game, yeah. and then then all of a sudden it was like. Uh, yeah, we got a couple minutes left to color time, so... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I went, uh, I, I just, I don't know, something in me, I don't normally do this in Monopoly, but I went heavy on the railroads, because an aspect of her railroads has to do with, like, fast travel, essentially. Sure. And I was like, but you have to pay to fast travel if someone owns it. Of course you do. So I was like, I'm gonna buy all the railroads. That's so I just, not what she told me. Oh, that's what I did it. She said, does it, uh, she's like, Trevor wrecked my game. <laughs> I had to put rules in to fix it because Trevor's wrecked my game. I'm I like, found a loophole. I'm like, how did he wreck your game? I played it once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. And and she's like, uh, Trevor goes to me and, she, and uh, asks me, well, you know, like like regular Monopoly board, you buy one. Like, does it and scale it stacks. up? It stacks. And uh, yeah. And then <laughs> no one's ever asked that. So we said yes. So all of a sudden, he starts stacking up. And there's like, what, 10 or 12? Well, there's eight. There's only eight because there's two yeah. boards. So now all of a sudden, it's like 300. And he's like, uh, uh, Shannon's like, no, he went, he traded everything, sold everything yeah. to own every train track. And then I gained oh, a monopoly over the rail yes. system. Yes. How and, is that a problem? Yeah. The game's called Monopoly. Yeah. Like, Ended on. the game. He won. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I didn't win. We didn't finish the game. I no. was just. Okay, so it, I, but there's a slight problem with Shannon's game. It takes a very long time to play. Yeah. And also, she has created a Monopoly monster in Molly. So. Really? It creates. What was that? Molly is now like. She and. Shannon are all over this. Oh, so no. Between the two of them. Oh, yes, no. I sat down with Molly, and she's like, yeah, me and Shannon have been playing, and we're, like, fine-tuning the rules. Oh, that's good. Because Molly, because I don't know if anyone has played Monopoly before, but it ruins families, ruins yeah. relationships, table flips, and Molly and Shannon are those people. Okay, They're so just like, we're going to kill each other. That is a really, <laughs> but that is an interesting point, how seriously you can get into a, a tabletop oh, yeah. game. You know, like, like uh, oh, my God. God. Pick one. I mean, Risk. Risk can be like weeks long. I've had, I think I played Risk once for seven weeks, a single game. Well, a lot of things have happened. Several relationships seriously tested by the game of Risk. And it, oh. it bothers me a lot when if your relationship isn't stable enough that you can kill your partner in Risk, there's a different problem happening. 
And you, you should know what? be able to take your partner out and be like, in your just, face, yes. you're stupid. Call that a litmus test. <laughs> Matt's face is just Matt's like, like, yeah, I I'm like, good at risk. That's uh, fine. Well, is that the one game banned at your house? <laughs> hey, everybody's got one. But that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, that, call that a litmus test. If, if, right? if, you're, if you're in a relationship that can't survive a board game, end the relationship. Um, <laughs> that's how I learned to add, was playing cribbage with my mother. Yeah. And she was like, well, you'll beat me at cribbage when you can learn to do math. I love cribbage. And until then, you lose all the time, kid. Like, what am I going to tell you? Constant. Okay. 15-2, right? 15, so, two, 15 10. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing well, there. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, we should play cribbage. Uh, <laughs> so, he knows what he's doing. He's oh my God. Can you count How my much points? Of tabletop gaming and games was a part of your household growing up? Because I was a huge gaming household all the time. Not. Yeah, my game, like, yeah, my mom's huge in the game. Settlers of Catan, card games. Almost not at all. Oh, played that's all a big games. difference. Like I came up, so I, I, I have written here, History of Evolution was where I was going to first go board games, like talk about Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley and yeah. all that kind of a yeah. thing. Because um, that's where I started in games. But uh, we didn't play uh, Operation. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I mean, I mean, shout out to their marketing campaigns. There's, there's like, water on the knee. Operation, like that. <laughs> All that shit fucking is programmed into my mind. Yeah. It's so hard. That but, damn uh, pencil. But those, those were all the games that I grew up on, and and it it, it moved on. Those are now considered vintage games. But uh, except unless you're buying a new version of it. Yeah. Uh, it was exciting to like the first time somebody got mouse trap. That you knew, oh, you were like, yeah. it's in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> I got it up once. Trap. I don't think I've ever played a full game of it. We just set it up and then would like yeah. do the Rube Goldberg thing. <laughs> Did anyone actually play <laughs> the game? I didn't care about the game itself. I have no interest in most board games, but I really liked the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yes, I get that. Actually, get that's that. an untapped market for like an, an evolution of Mousetrap. Like that's something I haven't seen. Like a really cool Rube Goldberg uh, new version, something even bigger that maybe you could like have all the elements and switch it around. You know what we could do here? Why'd I put that out there? Most trap meets no, no. connect. Build one. <laughs> <laughs> that is on the docket. Oh no, we should build one. If we, we, there's, oh, yeah. there's something coming that we've been claiming it right now. No one else can have it. Natasha's <laughs> yeah. it, it out there somewhere going, oh dear God, because there's Next a big, day big on plan. The... Like <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, and we've gone to black. Okay, wait, Trevor, you want to do? Do you still have more about historical? Well, no, it's not that. That's whatever. This was just like bullshit facts. Um, uh, but you, you were talking about in your house, you played Catan. And Catan to me uh, represents sort of an, uh, an area of gaming that's, a, yeah, the Renaissance. Yeah. There is very much for the last 10, 15 years been a board game Renaissance. And I, my, my first exposure to something outside of like mass produced stuff, Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley, Hasbro now. Uh, I was huge into Risk and, and all those kinds. Of, me and my buddies, like when I was a teenager, played an insane amount of Risk uh, for way too long. But <laughs> it got to the point where I had to start doing homebrew rules in the game to make it more interesting. Pick like Risk Legacy. I, I, I'm getting there. It's written down. Okay. It's on okay, one of these. Okay, good. Because uh, it's, uh, uh, it's amazing. But Risk, like we, I started adding uh, nuclear strikes, where if if all what? five dice were the same. Digit, you had to draw a country randomly, and that got hit with a nuke. And yeah. all armies on it are wiped out, and now it's unownable, like unclaimable. You can't get the bonus for that, like, continent. 
and you can't pass through it. Damn. And if if uh, you get three of a kind too as an real. attacker, there's right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. too real. It, it, it altered the game in a really fun way. We all way. watched Chernobyl on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it altered the game in a really fun way. And if you rolled three of a kind as an attacker, then every time you did that. Uh, an alien attack would happen, and you took you you left the green army not playable, and you'd have to randomly <laughs> select a country with the cards, and three of them attack. This explains a lot. And they attack till they're all dead. <laughs> what? Why? I, what? I, what does it explain? <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, but but okay, so that that was just stuff we did like, when it came to like. What? No, no, no. Keep going. Keep oh, going. When, it, when it came to altering games that we already knew to make them more interesting and make yeah. it because we were just doing the same thing over and over again. And it wasn't until Risk uh, 2210 where oh, yeah. they never created... Played. Oh, you never played it? No. Oh, it was like the first alteration. I think it was like 2001. Yeah. They, they added the moon and it took place in the future. Oh, interesting. And there was like an in-game currency. You get a laser tank. Yeah, it was... It, <laughs> It was crazy. They altered it, but that's, that sort of triggered an event with Risk where they made like Star Wars Risk, and the first one is still, I think, my favorite version of Star Risk. Star Wars Risk I had. The, the first original. one is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I have two copies of it because I yeah, got, I, <laughs> got one on eBay. I, I, like, I think we might uh, have it around there somewhere. I think I might have stolen some things out of it. Sorry, Brian. My brother, I oh. <laughs> taken some of the collectibles, but I don't know. It's fine. Uh, but, <laughs> I got really excited when they would come with little minis, and you'd yeah. be like, I have General Grimace. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's so like, many board games. Just like a handful of stuff. And then all of a sudden, all right, that's. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you mentioned Risk Legacy, and, and oh, man. I'm just going to jump ahead to this. But Legacy games are a relatively new thing, and they actually started with, uh, I believe it was Risk Legacy was the first that Legacy and pandemic. Game. Yeah, pandemic was the second one. Oh man! Amazing. And then Gloomhaven came out. Yes. Um, and, and I still really want to play that. Like, the more I've read about it, the more I want to play. Well, like, it, what is Legacy? Okay, so a Legacy game is something for those unfamiliar at home that might. Which not would know. also be me. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and on the panel, yeah. on this thing, the day we're talking about gaming, yeah. uh, the Legacy games are. I like uh, that you start playing them. Some of them have seasons. Like Pandemic has seasons to it. So, I, like original Pandemic is a. a for, first of all, it's a cooperative game, which is awesome. Yeah. It's all the players versus the game. Yeah. Uh, and then there's expansions where you can have like a, a, a terrorist who's trying to start another virus up. So like, you, there's uh, antithesis there or, or antagonistic yeah. energy. But uh, the legacy games change over time. So, so like, okay, so or I'm, you make permanent changes. I'm obviously changes. a big changes. gamer and yeah. I go, I play a lot online uh, Diablo. Is it good? You know, and they have seasons and oh, things yeah. like no, that. No, no, no. Different kind of thing. Sort of so, thing? so what it is is that so there's first of all, when you get a legacy game, as you play through it, as it comes, yeah, there's permanent changes to the to either the 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 board It'll be like really? or like the, in the board there'll be like a little pocket. Only open if uh, you save the world once. So we, we all sit down, and we play, it and we 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 won. So we open that up. And now you'll get stickers that alter the table. Yep. Uh, there'll be like a new oh. uh, person to play, and then all of a sudden, like wow. there'll be like super virus guy yeah. or, or there's whatever. There's cards that you can play that you now have to rip up because they no longer apply. Yeah. Like what? Yes. Yeah. There, so now your board your is not the same yes. game. It's anymore. a single-use board game. Interesting. But they're yeah, usually awesome. there's usually way more components with them. They last for yeah. a long time. Like because Gloomhaven takes right, that's that. an insane amount of time yeah. to play. There's uh, a group playing trying to play Gloomhaven at are the they office. Still? They keep Alex, trying. are you still playing? They keep trying. 
They got, they got screwed over by COVID. Um, like, like, well, and now there's uh, there's another version called Frosthaven, I believe, coming out. Really? I don't know, but but pandemic. Or, they are uh, having an expansion. I don't know yeah. what it's called right now, but yes, I think it's Frosthaven. Right. I think Blumen, so. Um, I do know is a single play. It's a single play, time. like because it's a legacy game. So you make alterations to it that don't change. Yeah. What's I think really interesting through this renaissance of gaming is that there were some of these games that did single-use gaming, but then there was also a huge surge of super simple games because everybody became interested in mm -hmm. getting together around the tabletop game, and then you have Cards Against Humanity. Yep. You got Exploding Kittens. You got all these kinds of games well, that are just like super kittens. fast. And that that's something super where, easy. Yeah, like independent game makers. So people who have ideas for games that, I mean, I don't know what the process used to be, but I'm assuming it was, I have an idea for a game, and you have to go to like the big corporations like I mean, it's all Hasbro now, but if you were to go to Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley oh, back in the day so tough. and say, I've got an idea for a game, and here's how you play it. And then you have a prototype, and then either it goes or it <laughs> doesn't. Is that how you make your pitch? Yeah, that's, well, that's, <laughs> that's the way to get it. But just imagine, if you want it to be made, you gotta, you got to play Meek. you gotta, I've got a game. This is but my game. But imagine, 30 years game. ago, Mastermind is like the biggest selling game oh, I in love the world. That game. And you could show up with the Catan, and you're like, oh yeah, people are going to love sheep and bricks. No one's gonna um, fucking back you up. Cheaper, <laughs> super useful, and it is massive. It was huge. But that's the thing: is in the in the previous climate, something. I, I wonder how many ideas didn't go anywhere, and something like Catan blew up like crazy. But like you, you have a huge amount of games that are independent, and because of things like Kickstarter and Patreon, you now have you go directly. You skip. The, the corporate entity, and you go directly to your audience. And There's, you say, there is now a critical mass of gamers out there who are happy to invest in new games yeah. that are developing and are, you're gonna get in early. So along the way, you expect that the outcome is a game that you are gonna have a great time. Yeah, exploding like, kittens, it's a prime example. Yeah, like, <laughs> this, it is. Yeah. To me, this that is all very fascinating because like, so I grew up playing very much just your classic, Me very too. broad stream, yep. own, like the game, you know, Monopoly, Life, Risk, Clue, Clue the stuff that so everybody classic. knew about. Yeah. And, and it really wasn't until, for, like, I was about to say for me. I know. As it was there. But anyways, <laughs> for those of you who have made a drinking game out of this out there, I, I swear, okay, you know, again, one day I'm going to screw with you. Uh, okay. Well, but, now they're onto it, so I don't but know. But I, yeah. Uh, but I've discovered this whole new world of gaming, tabletop gaming, and, and the variety that exists out there, which is, was mind-blowing. And that was only six years ago, maybe, that I actually really came across that for, so, for myself. Yeah. Like, I had never really gotten into that. <laughs> I know, I'm changing it up, changing it up. But, yeah, in, in your world, your introduction to these games is relatively recent, even though they've been there for oh a while. God. Yeah. Um, and Shuttlers oh, of Catan and Carcassonne are probably some of like the... Oh, Carcassonne, I love. Yeah, Carcassonne. Probably some of those popular gaming that my friends would do, like we did in university, where you yeah. hang out, you play games, um, you don't really have that much else that you can fit into your day. And whenever you would try to do... See, in college, we just got no. drunk. <laughs> you know, when you're playing the band, you yeah. have lots of good go-to games. That's fair. Well, uh, speaking of Kickstarters or whatever, um, unfortunately, yeah. I went down that rabbit hole. Wait, I, unfortunately, what do you mean? Well, because I probably have 60, 70 Kickstarters into my name. Like, I backed. Oh, 
That's it's, amazing. Oh, it's no, no, crazy. No, I'm going to give you, no, unfortunately, you have backed independent game makers, and that's awesome. 100%. As long as you didn't back the guy that was trying to, like, got $100,000 to make a peanut butter sandwich, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, true <laughs> enough. I remember that. That was awesome. Uh, like, when you mentioned Chuck Exploding Kittens, like, when she mentioned Exploding Kittens, it was totally independent. Uh, I went on there. It was getting close to Christmas. I knew, like, their delivery date was close, so I was like, all right. Give me a few copies. I'll give it to my nieces and nephews and all that stuff. So, because uh, I know my family's watching tonight. So, yeah. oh. uh, shout out to them. Uh, family. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, whenever I come back for Christmas and stuff, we play a lot of games, especially Catan. Uh, I introduce them, and we have our own house rules and stuff. So it gets pretty crazy. House like, rules are fun. Well, yeah, because yeah, at Christmas sometimes, like you always have the thief. But uh, one year we had like this. Why is Christmas? Uh, you always have the thief. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, but you didn't go with a Christmas thief. No, but like uh, I don't know. I no, get but it. it's at Christmas. <laughs> it's at Christmas, and the then Santa all of Claus. a sudden you get like this little Santa Claus, right? Like you don't know where this Rogues. rubber thing come from. So we're like, all right, so we're gonna play a uh, game, no thief, toss that, and we put Santa Claus down. So oh. everyone gets to move Santa Claus, and you get double resources or oh, whatever, sweet. right? So anyway, double resources. I mean, well, because it's Santa, it's Christmas. That's how it should be. <laughs> double resources. Uh, <laughs> you never have enough sheep, guys. Wanna, you get two sheep or two I, bricks I think we or do, two we wood stockings around here, and, and, and I'm just gonna put in some bricks and things for you. Just there you go. Or you can get sticks. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Stockings, and then we just anyway. That's it's right. like that's uh, a whole other thing. We'll explore that after. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll something. Yes. So Kickstarter is quite amazing, and I do want to top uh, touch on that topic like is it actually because there's a couple companies out there right now like simon games like their miniatures are mind-blowing but they have had so many successful kickstarters are they actually just pre-sailing now well, kick oh okay it's, well, a, it's well it's a bit of a business it's a bit of both yeah right well here's the thing i read a thing about gloomhaven in prep for this episode because i actually do research for the topics yeah uh, i do not <laughs> <laughs> But Gloomhaven started as a Kickstarter that oh, yeah. originally hit its goal Anybody with something like 4,000 backers, mm. which got the ball rolling. Yep. And then they did an additional Kickstarter with a much higher goal, which was a pre-order campaign. Of course. So, I mean, you're, meant, you're talking about a corporation that owns a bunch of stuff, right? Well, I'm a sucker because when you go to Kickstarter or whatever, it's like... For $120, you can get 200 minis because when it goes to retail, there's only going to be 80. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in that shit, right? Like, because when it hits retail, there's no way you're going to get all those specials. I, I need to do uh, a <laughs> shout out. Shout out to. Is it Sleepy? No, what's. Balls. What's Jesse is supporting a. Oh, right. Oh, I, Matt, actually, it's Matt. been in my feed Sleepy Hollow. Look, actually, it's featured. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Jesse, I think it's maybe not Sleepy Hollow, something different. Sleep something. Look, go to Kickstarter. Um, I, Jesse I just also wanted, shared it in, um, Slack in our Slack and everything. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I wanted I'm to mention and I'm so sorry. just some, some qualifiers. For the people at home, <laughs> Kickstarter, if you're unfamiliar and you have some need to support some people, that aren't, you know, massive conglomerates, uh, go to Kickstarter. You can back projects that are independent creators that put their things on Kickstarters, that they, they state a goal, and then depending on how much you want to donate, you can just be a supporter, but there's sliding scales of support. Uh, you can, uh, uh, depending on how much you want to donate, you can get rewards for your donation, which helps them realize their dream, but also 
gives you something back, which is kind of fun. Uh, when you go to the website, there's a featured category uh, just to show like things that they're featuring. There's fresh, so things that are new to the site, which is where, Matt, you'll find this, what we're trying to talk about. Uh, and then there's ones that are gaining traction. So if you want to like support something that, that you think is going to actually hit its goal, uh, and there's ones, it tells you which ones are in the home stretch, so which ones are near their goal to actually create something. Uh, and you can support them. Anyway, that was Kickstarter. We're yeah. a little, for well, those but, who don't know. Don't but know. speaking of Kickstarter, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of companies that I have supported over the time. But I have dialed it way back because when you start supporting like 70 of them, you're going to get a couple that are going to fuck you over. So I've definitely dialed it back. Oh, but, really? Have you oh, found yeah. that? Guaranteed. Okay, so, when so you, you support that, things that and mean? they fuck you over? Yeah. Like you don't get what they promise? Yeah, because they oh. just blow the cash. And one of the, oh, yeah. And, and like after two years, you're just like, I'm not going to get this. And you can see like the people on the comments that are like, where's our shit? Because I, I usually oh. go minimum and always hit like when they send out the backer pledge, whatever. You're like, okay, I'll back now because it's yeah. definitely completed. But um, there's been a few that have been a little disappointing. Oh. But uh, actually, this is quite interesting. There is a company that I backed a few years ago, and they were called Double Six Six. And it was literally Matt, for example, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go for uh, a patent. And I want I a six-sided that. dice that's on a 12-sided uh, <laughs> dice. So Six-sided die on a 12-sided die? Yes, because balls roll easier than cubes. So we just backed this guy, and like after two years of this guy suffering, trying to find people to make it and everything. Oh, I fun. get it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, it took actually, me a second. Yeah, because so I brought like it. two sixes, two, two fours, yes. two fives. Oh, okay. And I brought uh, some for everybody. Oh. And uh, this that guy is the noise. most, like, when I backed him, he was the most uh, free, open. He would tell you guys, like, okay, I'm not screwing you guys over. I just can't find a manufacturer that will actually make a dice that's actually oh. square yeah. on all sides. So, like, and because he was so transparent... It took like three years, and then all of a sudden he's like, we're in production, everybody. And then, yeah, he actually delivered for everybody. And because he is not a big corporation, he's like this completely independent individual and stuff. I did want to throw that out, and it is a little older now, but double six six. Double six six? Yeah. Double six six. Yeah, so you get the dice bag. And uh, for me, I made sure all of you guys got at least three, because when you play D&D, you have to roll three D6 to make a... uh, character. Oh, sweet! The funny part is, if I was a DM, I wouldn't let a player use non-standard dice because they would be rolling different than everybody else. Oh, that is so. Well, but the everybody probably always... work out to the same. They don't because your sh- the shape of it will affect it, and you uh, you won't know about like off-weighted stuff and everything. What we should it, do? Though. It is a thing because regular dice have been the same for a long time. Non-standard dice are new, we don't actually know that they roll the same way and stuff. So it's very common for DMs to not allow oh. non-standard But guys. what I'm saying Thank we you, should Chuck. do, as scientists. Cool. crazy. Yeah, and uh, the guy actually sold out. Figure that out. We should do there the math. There is no more. You can't Because everybody's anymore. dice are different. Oh, we'll roll Until our dice 500 times. Yeah. We will. How fun is that? 
We should do an experiment, though. I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Because even your even your dice that you get from, like, so Trip we've six. got metal dice. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Those are the best that dice is to Trip roll for. Trip You bet. Pick but, a card now. Trip sixes are keeping the die. <laughs> I'm just saying. Disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Even our dice that we get from, uh, there's, like, the cheap dice that you can buy online, which I buy a lot of because I apparently need a million. I have so much dice. So many. So many die. And, but then you've got like, you can invest in metal dice, you can get all these different kinds. And a lot of people started making dice at home. I am following several people to figure out, can I make my own dice, which sounds yep. super fun. And Matt's like, don't do that in our apartment. That sounds like a terrible, messy idea. <laughs> do it here. I'm busy building guitars in our shoebox. I don't think you can make dice. Do it here. Do it here. <laughs> you jerk. Oh, I like that that's right your here. complaint, yeah. by the do way. I'm already building something that's crazy. Do it here. <laughs> yes. Okay. If I do it here and film it, I get to do it. So yeah. suck on it. But, <laughs> what, what we, but what I've been realizing is that a lot of people, as soon as you make your own dice, you suddenly have to start doing the statistics to find out are the dice that you made random enough to qualify in your D&D &D game? Because your DM might ask you, hey, where did the dice come from? Because yeah, you're rolling a... a lot of D20s. Yeah, but are oh, we in Vegas? Yeah, we really. are not. <laughs> there are Waited. no bosses that have filthy lot. Um, well, you you want to know so, that your dice are reasonably random. That's sure. Reasonably. Sure. I mean, I. all right. Uh, as long as they're not weighted, then sure. That's well. Can I, can I tell you guys a story about weighted dice? Okay, so <laughs> yeah, uh, where is this going? This some is of my, my some of my outside of like real world people that I actually consider friends. Sure, uh, we've Whoa. all uh, we all we're not friends. How? I yeah. said no, no. I said outside of you guys, I, these are my friends. Yeah, yeah. Backpedal, uh, <laughs> No, and we all met like through meetups or whatever. Like it, it's been like a long road, but finally we've actually weeded ourselves down to like this core little group. Yeah. So uh, one day, one of our buddies, Justin, he's like, guys, guys, I invested in metal dice. And I'm like, oh my God, my table's gonna get destroyed mm. for starters. And uh, make him roll in a rolling tray. Well, yeah. So I, I turned to him. I'm like, well, how much how much do you pay? And he's like, I can't. I'm not going to tell you guys. So it's obviously like a hundred bucks or something. Right. So we're, we sit down and we start playing and he's super happy with these dice. And he rolls and he's like four, six, two. He can't roll over ten all night. And he's oh. like these fucking dice. I'm like, let me see those dice. So I hands it to me, and you could actually feel that the casting was off, and it was oh. always going to be a low number. I'm just like, I think that it's weighted in the wrong, the yes, wrong direction. Yes, it's weighted in the wrong side. I and he no. laughed and laughed. Sounds uh, really valuable to scam artists. I was going to say those are the weighted dice that Vegas would allow. Yeah. Oh, you're going to lose consistently? <laughs> sure. I mean, if you're playing D and D in Vegas. Yeah. And literally. Oh, someday though, D and D is really popular right now. Why like transparent dice? Because you can see the bubbles and stuff in them. Because it's in oh. resin dice, it's bubbles that form when they're being made that, that make sense. them off balance. Well, I do really agree, but a person like me who needs glasses, yep. I can't see your dice across the table. Because they're usually clear with white numbers. Yeah, it's no good for seeing somebody else's dice, but for my own dice. Oh, for yourself, sure for sure. Yeah. But as a as a uh, game master or DM, like if you were to roll clear dice, I couldn't tell what the hell you just rolled. 
Yeah. That's because right like a clear dice with a white number, it's like, yeah, 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 sure you got an 18. <laughs> I, I trust my players. I, yeah, no. I, I actually did. But, I but, <laughs> all right, we'll let it pass this time. All right, moving on. <laughs> right. I trust my players that they don't fudge their what? dice. Just like they trust me to only fudge them when I say it's right. So I have, I have, I have, I have <laughs> a, 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 a question. <laughs> All right. Uh, a question for the group, since I haven't asked one yet, um, which is unusual. You got right. six minutes left, so. <laughs> I'll keep going until I say die. So, uh, uh oh. I don't know what I don't know what that was. It's Back, an increment. For some reason, We're good. I feel like challenging your six minutes. <laughs> uh, we haven't even got into gaming. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I, I blame all of you. Uh, <laughs> Homebrew rules. Ah, uh, yes. It's something we barely them. touched on. But do you? And so are you in, can't, don't trade with each other. Are you Only in favor of homebrew, or For do you sure. think 100%. that they have you yes. have you come across instances where they've caused more conflict than they have, or like a, a, a worse experience than a better experience? That's a better question. Oh, uh, yes. thank you. Well, yeah. no, I mean worse experience because <laughs> conflict can be good. But True. a worse yes. experience versus yes. a good experience, that's a better phrase. If, you're, of if that. your players are not having you know a good time you. because <laughs> you're confused <laughs> or because you're unclear, or because actually your homebrew rule is broken, then it's then it becomes a problem. And then it and then it always gets kind of confusing. Especially yeah. sometimes Matt and I co DM. Um, How does that work? Uh, our players often tell us, mom and dad are fighting again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, from but, my understanding though, you kind of take I do mostly combat. role play and combat, yeah. and then Matt Matt's does world building. Like world building yeah. and rules, right? Yeah. Yeah, and oh, then um, all of the uh, role playing and stuff can be both of us, which is the funnest part. Oh, okay. Part. Oh, that's great. Makes your NPCs can come alive a lot more. Oh, yeah. genius. Oh, yeah. There's these like really obnoxious dwarves who had a bridge toll one time, and there's like this old married couple who are getting into fights, and they have to convince. Yeah, it's the whole thing. But then when you can have, the, both of us are playing a character, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and fun for the players, because you, you can interact and the DM isn't having to like, I'm this person now, I'm this person now. Um, so you, it opens it up a little bit. Co-DMing, challenging, but super fun, you should try. We have the problem though, that because we're in a homebrew world, we often have some homebrew rules. And then if, if it's not a great rule, or we haven't fleshed it out, or we haven't game tested it enough, and we disagree, Oh. Then we have problems where the players are confused, people start to lose interest. And you know when you're DMing and your players start to just like, oh, they drift off. They're way more interested in the fact that there's one piece of pizza left and they really want it and they're like over here just doing this. And, and you've lost them completely from the gameplay and you're like, balls. And you want to get people back and invested, but you're busy breaking out the fact that that rule is broken. I usually think they're too high. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, Am I allowed to say that? No. <laughs> I would argue that I would argue that almost everybody has applied homebrew rules to any game that they've ever played. I would say that yeah. it's oh, it's happened like even in in my family, which was not a huge gaming family. I mean, except the cottage where we played Candyland a lot. Um, that was really suspicious. Uh, it, it was just to say <laughs> that's that's weirdly weirdly wholesome. Wholesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bizarrely wholesome. Yeah, but like, no, you guys want to play like until what but age? Isn't it creepy wholesome? Like, we're right? older than it should have been. But oh, it was more than. Uh, <laughs> it's more to say that, but you always apply. You know, Monopoly. Going right back to yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You. Oh, everybody applies their home, their own 
twist I on think, what deals can I make? I imagine that no one at this table has probably ever played a by the instructions game of Monopoly. <laughs> what? I have totally done that. <laughs> have really? you? I have totally played a by the book. Are you sure? Hold. Like, like, well, okay, so now we need a time machine. Well, now we need to go back, maybe. double maybe check. checkers. But did, were you referencing the, like, like to the yes. rules? There was uh, no like, like, like free okay, parking given. I know Roz's family, and I don't doubt this at all. Is my sister in the chat right now? Jean, Roz Jean. is the least rule abiding of her family. And I am very, oh. I am lawful good. Is my sister in the chat right now? Because she will back me up on this. Jean, are you in the chat? Because if she is, she will be like, yes, we play Monopoly by the rules. <laughs> Uh, I need to save that, and I want to. Janet, Janet, I have something for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know how your game has two you can pulled in. Oh, no, come here, come here. Janet, you're you on pulled in, Janet. Come here, pulled in. So this is our awesome Monopoly yeah. crazy person. So you know, like with your Monopoly game, come here. And uh, <laughs> uh, how you were saying you have like two currencies, yeah. uh, bringing it back to Kickstarter. Yeah. There was a Kickstarter that said Monopoly paper money is garbage because it just wears out and you throw it away. Well, there was a company that actually supported um, money for multi games. And what it is, it's actually a hard shell card oh. that actually lasts forever. There so when. You go. So when Shannon was like, well, we have a couple of our currencies and stuff, I'm like, okay, I got the perfect gift for you. So it has like the dom uh, nominations of 150, oh 10, 5, 2, and 1. Oh, but I'm sure that's going to work. That shit, so grab your Monopoly paper, this fucking toss amazing. that out the window, and now that will last. Now I can life. stop finding oh, like pieces of Monopoly money all around the post-production. <laughs> <laughs> like, why awesome. are there fives you on my bet. desk? So it's a, little, it's a little present, but thank you very much See, for all your See, this is why Chuck was talking about Santa Claus thank altering you. a board game. Yeah. He's just giving out gifts. He's just giving out gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Well, I have one more gift for you guys. What? One more? Yeah. <laughs> what Santa oh, Claus did you have? Santa. So two days ago, they go like, so would you like to be on the show? I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, sure, I'd love to. Uh, Trevor, I promise you I'll shave. So I'm like, I'll just leave it till the morning. By the way, that was never required. But that yeah. was me. That was me. I'm like, I'm going to be all clean. I'm going to be like, hey, ladies. <laughs> so this morning, I show up. So, <laughs> so I go to shave this morning, and you know why I haven't shaved for the last two weeks? Because I have no shaving cream. I'm like, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I uh, like this uh. has just been over a year for me, probably a year and two weeks for me now that I've been with AFL. Yeah, oh, seriously, wow. isn't that crazy? Wait, Wait how that's... long have we been doing this? Right, I just cracked my what anniversary. <laughs> And one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was uh, when I showed up, um, I showed up a couple of times like just to see what you guys were all about, and then I actually showed up to work. And when I showed up one day, it was like I go up to the office, Roz is getting ready, all our thing, and everyone's like studying. Like uh, the upcoming show, Ready to Roll, their hearts are fully into it. I seen it oh, from yeah. the beginning. They were studying, they were doing whatever they could to, like, they want to make the best product. So the upcoming show, Ready to Roll, uh, their heart and soul is definitely in it. So, but it was funny because that whole time. Uh, our heart and soul. Uh, yes, it, it is. because uh, Everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're part of it. I know, I I'm know, but it, and it is ongoing. <laughs> but that is part of the, uh, th that was one of the first things that I saw that made me think, you know what, okay, I'm going to hang around. I got to yeah. be around here. So... 
over the last like six months, we were hanging out and they were like cramming like for exams, like, oh my God, college exams coming up. So they're flipping through monster manuals and players handbooks and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, in our boardroom, not our, well, our boardroom, yeah, where we have our meetings and stuff, uh, they would store all their stuff for D&D. And Chris had gone to a Comic-Con without us, but it's cool. <laughs> We still love you. And he had bought all that these dice. That might have been before the company was started. I know. I'm yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he showed up with all these dice towers, and they were just sitting on the yep, shelf. Yep, those are from Calgary. Yes. Sorry, I remember. I was there. Yeah, so, so I was sitting there, and it's like, like four or five months in. I'm like, Chris, can I like put one of the dice towers together? Because those dice towers are Canadian made they are. out of a company out of Emerson. Really, really oh. cool, really cool dude, actually. That was yeah. like a really meeting him was he was awesome. He was really passionate. So I bought a bunch of them. You bet. You know, they, so, they were missing some pieces, but that's well, that's and that's the thing. And Chris is like, Yeah, you can build one, right? So he had three. So I take one down to my like my underground workshop at the grip world, and I try to put it together and it's missing pieces. I'm like, what the fuck? Chris, we're missing pieces. And he's like, are we missing pieces out of all of them? I'm like, I don't know. So I opened them all up, missing pieces. <laughs> but I contacted him up in Edmonton and he's like, yep, what do you guys need? I didn't even tell him what we were or what we did. Um, he didn't even blink an eye. He's like, yeah, I got shipping. I'll send, a, send you guys what you need. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So Chris actually said, okay, you can have one. But yeah. I built the other two for you and Trevor. Oh, yeah. So I, I finally put dice? them together and I just went basic oh. like Celtic uh, oh, sick. boxes. Oh, but those are God. ready for you. They go with your new uh, uh, double six six. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so all the pieces are oh. all together and uh, finally they have some life. Yes. There you go. That's oh, amazing. that's cool as hell. So that I was to say thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. My God, that is awesome. Yeah. Fucking wow. Oh, you're dude. careful, you're gaining a reputation. Oh, I know. <laughs> and actually, are we still live? Like, do we have like uh, Of course we're still live. Don't the... ask me. Until I sign off. We've actually alive. just been talking. But are they still have people in the chat? Oh yeah. Okay, now I hope so. <laughs> and now out of the chat, I have a I have a character because it, we are here in Vancouver, Canada. And it's amazing because over the last 20, 30 years in the film industry. Uh, we all have been working so hard and we become masters of our craft to the point where we are actually uh, masters of our craft now. Yeah. Uh, granted, we do still rely on the American industry to keep us Absolutely. going. I feel stuff. like that's about to change. Well, things the going thing, on in the United States. Don't know if you yes. noticed. Just saying. <laughs> but <laughs> as a throwback right now, uh, in the live chat, we're going to get um, Matt doing something. Whoever can tell me what Canadian show that this thing is from will win a prize. Oh, and uh, Jacqueline and Matt will get your contact information and we're going to send you out something Wait, right what, now. Wait, what, what prize? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, oh I, I like that. It? I like the surprise can prize. Turn them towards of me? Course. The surprise. I know the answer. Oh, I, know I was going to say, can, I feel like I know the answer to this. I, I yeah, know. I know. You're the fact checker. You don't qualify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's That's why I know the answer. So <laughs> without actually saying who the winner is, uh, I, I trust Matt and I trust Jacqueline. Because I told Jacqueline, you have a job coming up. And she's like, what's my job? I'm like, you'll find out when you watch the show tonight. O'Brien <laughs> said it first. Oh, no! Really? Wait, oh, really? Should it be okay. out of company? Fuck you, man. <laughs> 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 and you didn't hear that. I'm off camera. That was a <laughs> Fuck you, 
Oh, I think that's my favorite filthy talk moment in Fortune. Okay. <laughs> so we may need some rules up front, you know, as, as lawful good. I'm just going to support a rules forward program. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> That was genuine. That was, that was yeah. I love you, O'Brien. Yay! Uh, I'm sorry that this came between us. <laughs> Okay, this so, has been a really fun. You bet. So we'll let Jacqueline and Matt find yeah. out and Chris to figure out what how that's going to play out. That's but, fair. Um, yeah, Chris yeah. is in the fight now. I, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, before, took seconds. Before I go anywhere else, do you have any other tricks up your sleeve? Because <laughs> I, I, I feel I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. I mean, uh, next time. Like and subscribe. Uh, oh, I will man. definitely come back, and we're gonna elevate this to like crazy time. Like, oh, uh, and we'll actually hit like the second. I'm in for that index card. Yeah, that's getting, in- that's getting interesting. This is a game I can play. I mean, you know, that that you know. sounds like a December episode. It was. Gonna- actually, that could be a lot of fun. Is yeah. there like, yeah. like which turn it into a drinking yeah. game on? You know, I'll, I'll workshop it. I said no. I'll workshop it. No, no. I'll do it. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> Chuckle claws? Was it wasn't worse. <laughs> it was, but I'll work on it. <laughs> well, okay. if anything, I have an um, idea. So yeah. the next time we, like, you guys invite me on here, be it Christmas, November, the, uh, maybe another time in October. Right. Yeah. Uh, what we do is uh, gaming right. is right. such a big portion in everyone's life. So. Trevor will make some rules, and everyone who's watching at home will have a drinking game with us on the Ooh. next game, on the go. next show. Oh for my me, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never thought of the idea of a drinking game where the people on camera are playing with the people off camera. That that could be interesting. Could yeah, be but, a lot of fun. But we'll put it up on graphics, so we don't know the rules. Whoa, whoa. But the people who are watching will know the rules. Andy, Got all this, Alex? We gotta work out. <laughs> I, just, you know, I just want to support the post-production team that we will, we'll talk about this graphics business. Yeah, we'll figure this out. We'll figure it out. But, right, right? Yeah. Um, Come on, that'd okay, be fun. Matt, where you're at? I saw your hand go up like One 15 minutes ago. ago. Oh, I just wanted to say Gene is not here today, but your cousin Rory confirms Woo! that their family plays Raw Monopoly. Raw. Raw. Raw Monopoly. There we go. That's his wording. Okay. I like that. Don't own that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt can also. They raw dog their monopoly. (laughs) Oh boy. Stop your terrible. Oh, go, go, go. No, No, address your family. (laughs) Do it in the camera. I love you. Yeah. (laughs) I love you too. Right? Yeah. Um, And I will destroy you later. <laughs> um, yeah, we're very competitive people. Yeah. Um, as Matt has learned, especially that I with like discovering that my mother will destroy you at Mario Kart. Yeah, really? That was oh, what? Damn. Her mom can't operate a computer, but fucking destroys it Mario Kart. <laughs> is she really? Is, is it the drift boost? I don't know. I oh. hadn't played Mario Kart in years, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll so play the this, Mario so Kart with your mom one. in the evening. And then it was like 200 CC, and I'm like, can we start a little lower? And she's like, no. 
Shut up, You'll pussy. beat me when you learn to play right. <laughs> Was she okay. smoking and drinking brandy at the time? <laughs> that actually does sound accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, this has been so much fun. This has been a good episode. This has been really fun. a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, we're not done yet. So what's on the next index card? Uh, Rory yeah. that Linda's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this amazing setup. I've been looking at it all night. So let's play. All right. I am done with that. I bring my with me. nice dice roller. Right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna bring my tower. Oh, I'm excited for this. Oh, this is my first time wait, sitting wait, down are, here. Do we get to, this these is nice. are our This is your first time down here? This is yeah. my first time down right. here. I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't done much down here at to, all. To, uh, yeah, construction, uh, set are deck, you, uh, are everybody. You more this, this guy or this guy? Beautiful, thank you. Uh, this guy, I like his stance. Oh, oh you're up here. Oh, right yeah, on. I got right default. Right on. Oh, right. <laughs> magic <laughs> So, this guy, I've got a little. I mean, a rogue who looks like they've got an identity crisis. Uh. <laughs> I think I'm a female dwarf with a shield. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I think I'm totally. I like it. Well, on the nice. bottom it says um, I'm level 12 uh, magic user that actually has a wish spell. So, <laughs> all right, we're ready to play. Sweet. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you, I mean, sir, see earlier in the episode <laughs> for the rules on how you want to win any of the giveaways that we have. Uh, stay tuned. Oh, I shouldn't have thrown my cards away. We've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Make It Funny episode four coming out on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got Witchcraft next week. What? Baking's a drag. Baking's a drag, thank you. <laughs> Baking's a drag episode two. Episode two of Baking's a drag, which is a lot of fun on Sunday. Monday, we've got Make It Funny uh, episode four with Dino Archie, and then Witchcraft on Wednesday. I can't remember which department, and I'm Murdoch. sorry. Murdoch Paints? So Murdoch, Murdoch Paints! Murdoch Paints! Paints. Okay, it's Murdoch Paints. Scotty uh, Music! Exciting. Scotty Music! Yeah, so so watch that uh, with, with music originally scored for, uh, by, by our own Scotty. And uh, yeah, then Filthy Talk next Friday. Cool. Hey, Matt! Uh, and yeah, so join Get us jealous. again next Friday for Filthy Talk. <laughs> like, subscribe, ring the bell, share, stay filthy.